Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins podcast, a podcast that is focused on spreading a message of encouragement, grace, and authenticity with a focus on life, leadership, and service to others. As I mentioned last week, I ditched the opening bio as it sort of seemed like it was getting redundant. So if you are new here and you want to know a little bit more about me, go back and listen to the first three podcasts or connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about me and what I do. Just a couple of updates from last week. I watched the live Rent show, and you know that song, I think it's called Season of Love? 525,600 minutes, that song. Well, it just keeps running through my head, and you know why? Although my number is just a bit lower, 15,440 minutes is the number of minutes listeners have given me in the last five weeks. I'm so honored and overwhelmed. As I said in the last podcast, for a lot of podcasters, this is not really a milestone. But for me, it feels huge and is totally keeping me going. That and all of your fun messages that I get. So many of you shared last week, and I just want to say again, I would love it if you would keep sharing this podcast. Share with anyone that you think might enjoy it. I love the messages, the texts, the emails I'm getting about how this podcast is touching you. Some of you are considering starting new careers, quitting jobs, starting your own creative endeavor, having an overdue hard conversation with someone, or in general, just feeling more empowered in life. So thank you for keeping me going and listening to me just be me. And as I've said before, it's totally therapeutic for me and hopefully helpful or at least interesting for you. I'm continuing to get requests for hearts and sending them out, some of them to people I know and some that I have never met. Gary now has a growing fan base on social media, even though he's not on social media, so I count on my dad to share his fame with him. But I know your comments and encouragement mean a lot to him. So many of you have commented on how talented he is and how beautiful the hearts are. And you know, it's probably not been often that someone has paid him that compliment in the last few years. So it's been so fun for me just encouraging him and for my dad, and I would just love to continue to order hearts from him. So if any of you want one, please message me. I'll send you one at no cost to you. It's just a little token of appreciation for listening and a way to continue working with Gary. Now, instead of sharing a social media learning or awkward social media misstep with you this week, I want to share an awesome tip I received from my new friend, Julia Drockman, who co-founded the podcast Going Forward, which you should totally go listen to. It's fun and fascinating. I listened to her podcast for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And of course, I immediately began playing the comparison game. Her music and sound is so much better than mine. And she has all of these really cool recordings of interesting people and interviews. She started her own podcast, Just Like Me. So I was wondering, why don't I have a podcast that sounds all professional? Well, instead of letting my evil twin take over my mental state, I asked her if she'd meet up with me for coffee. So I just wanted to meet with her for coffee, and I decided to ask her how she did it. Mostly, I wanted to figure out how to get my sound right. I bought a microphone, so why does it still sound like I'm in a tunnel? 
Well, her awesome advice was this. Build a fort. Build a fort with blankets and pillows and record in the fort. What? Now, I read about this online, and sure enough, this is a real thing in radio and podcasting. Now, I haven't built a fort for years, like a lot of years. But I have two things working in my favor. One, I grew up with a dad that happened to excel in fort building. We constantly built forts, and he was not afraid of putting holes in the walls with nails or staple guns. And I already knew how to build the perfect fort couch out of king-size pillows. And two, my husband is a builder. And although he doesn't approve of me putting holes in our walls, he's pretty handy. So I figured I could come up with something. So today, I am happy to report that I am recording in a fort. My kids think I'm crazy, but secretly they want to hang out in here. But it's actually pretty cool. It's sort of hot, though. (laughs) But I do actually think it's making my sound better. And I hope you all notice a difference. And if you don't, at least it's a good story. Okay, so this week, we are going to talk about the leadership and life concept of seeing people clearly. I'm sure many of you are wondering what that means. Before I tell you about my philosophy and ideas on this topic, I need to say something that has been on my mind for the last couple of weeks. I've had a few women reach out to me and say things like, I love your podcast and I'm getting so much from it, even though I don't work. Or even though I don't contribute, I still feel inspired by your message. Now, I just need to talk about this. Remember how we've been talking about not devaluing ourselves? I want all of you women and men who are choosing to stay home right now or choosing a less stressful or less glamorous career than you are capable of so that you can focus on your households to hear me. Work is work. Whether you are working in a corporation, working for yourself, going to school, or caring for others around you at home, you are working and providing value. Some of you are working at home because your kids need you more right now. Or your partner has a stressful job and it doesn't work for both of you to be in stressful roles. I've certainly lived that reality. Or you've been blessed financially and choose to do volunteering as your work. The cliche, it takes a village, is so true. I can't tell you how many times over the years my friends have stepped in and made after-school snacks for my kids or helped me with carpool or texted me to let me know they saw one of my kids doing something they shouldn't be. I've always been so thankful for the extra eyes on them. We need each other. We need family, friends, coaches. We need people in our lives that enable us all to live our best lives. You know this podcast and reflection has given me so much to think about in my own life. In regards to this, you know, I was thinking my own mom stayed home. She didn't have a career or that many interests from my perspective. She hardly ever did anything for herself. When I was younger, I sort of labeled her as passive, quiet, content. I made the ridiculous assumption that she didn't have dreams to pursue, that her dream was serving her family. 
You know how old I was when I finally reflected on how strong she is? I was 43. You know how old I am today? 43. Sorry, Mom. It took some major reflection and deep soul-searching to realize that her quietness is actually incredible strength. When I was a teenager, my dad went blind. Not just a little blind, completely blind, out of the blue. We moved out of our home, went on disability, and were suddenly in a position of not knowing if our most basic needs would be met month to month for several years. How hard it must have been for her to have her life turned upside down, to suddenly struggle financially and not know what the future held. The timing of the blindness also happened to be when she had two teenage girls at home. Now, parenting teenagers, I will tell you, for me, is the most challenging parenting I have ever done. And I can tell you, my sister and I were not that easy, even though my mom says we were. She always remained patient, giving, hopeful, and most of all, calm throughout I'm sh- when I'm sure there were points where she was terrified, maybe even wanted to scream. I mean, what would have happened to our home if she would have lost it? If she would have reacted? If she would have checked out? So men and women, don't devalue your work, your role. We're talking about the concept of seeing people clearly today. But in order to see others clearly, we also need to see ourselves clearly. Don't forget, you are valuable. The world needs what you have to offer. Okay, so no more having the mindset of, I don't work, but you do work, period. Okay, moving on to today's discussion. Whew, did it feel like that should have been a whole podcast on its own? I might actually have to break this podcast up into two so it doesn't get too long. Okay, so seeing people clearly. Do you know what this means? It may not sound like it, but this is actually a servant leadership principle that I coach on often. It also applies to life and is a skill you can build. Most of us aren't born with it, and even if we are in today's insanely busy world, We lose our ability to see people clearly so many times because we are moving so fast through our own life. Many times in business and in life, we're moving so fast with our own agenda that we actually stop seeing people clearly or connecting with them as human beings. We sort of unintentionally treat them as necessary objects in place to help us reach our goals or unnecessary objects that need to be removed or ignored. Most of us do this unintentionally, but we need to take responsibility for how we impact others. In our busyness, do we make people feel dispensable, devalued? I realized how impactful it is to slow down and acknowledge others when I suffered an injury that temporarily altered just about everything I typically do in my life. Last year, I tore my ACL while snow skiing. 
I was down for about three months, like fully down, and had a full year recovery ahead of me after surgery. Now, don't worry, this is not going to be a pity party where I talk about how hard that experience was. It was hard, but also an incredible gift. Does it seem hard to believe that I could look at something like that as a gift? I suppose I could have been angry, frustrated, or sad. Honestly, as active as I am, I normally would have or should have felt some of those things. But really, truly, I just felt grateful. I felt grateful that I had taken a couple of amazing trips before my injury that I wouldn't have been able to take after. And I was fully committed to my recovery. In one of my favorite books, the book Resucceed by James Colburn, he says, Downtime can be a poignant time of reflection, growth, and recharge, or a source of stress, unease, and frustration. I used my downtime to reflect, grow, and get stronger. I spent time journaling, thinking about life, and what is most important to me. I was acutely aware of the people around me that blessed my life continuously. My husband, my kids, my parents, my friends, my neighbors, the postman that kept my shopping habit alive while I was on the couch, my amazing physical therapy team, my longtime house cleaner Rosa, who is an angel, the fact that drive through Starbucks and grocery delivery services exist. During that time, everything I did was slow, like really slow, like one painful step at a time, from no walking to using two crutches and a brace to using one crutch and a brace to using no crutches and a brace. Every step I took had to be so intentional and slow. And what I noticed is that I was so slow I actually started engaging with people in a different way, a more intentional way. I started talking to more people. I wasn't multitasking because I couldn't. I wasn't squeezing too many things in my schedule because it took so long to do anything. I was saying hello and goodbye, looking in people's eyes. I mean, it took me like 10 minutes to walk past the reception desk at work, so I had a lot of time to say goodbye. Or five minutes to leave the grocery store, which equated to long goodbyes. One funny realization I had was that I have always labeled myself as bad with names. And one day, I realized that I knew the names of my entire physical therapy team and some details about each of their lives. And I had this sort of epiphany. I realized I'm actually not bad at names. I'm just busy. You know, even though nothing was easy during that time, I wouldn't change it. It was actually the time when I felt more like myself than I had in a long time. I started to remember how important relationships are to me. And I felt a calling to slow down, 
be more intentional, more present, to really see people for the human beings they are and make effort to acknowledge them even in small ways. So here I am a year later, almost to the day, and I can say I am grateful. I'm stronger in a lot of ways, physically and emotionally. And truly, in a lot of ways, that experience actually was the experience that led me to the decision to leave my job and dive headfirst into the coaching and consulting world. So let me ask you, how quickly are you moving through your days and tasks? Let me tell you about a funny, but sort of not funny, observation I've had over the last couple of years. I started to notice that I was doing this thing where I would be rocking really fast to a meeting. And in my fast pace, I would walk past people. I would say quickly, hi, how are ya? And I would keep walking. I started to think about what vibe this was really giving off. I mean, if I ask someone how they are, and then I keep walking, instead of even taking a second to hear their answer, what does this say? Is it conveying that I don't think they're important, that I don't care, or that my meeting and busyness is more important than them? I mean, I pride myself in being authentic, and yet this was not showing authenticity. Once I realized I was in the habit of doing this, I started to pay more attention, and I realized that many of the leaders I work with do the same thing. So I tried a little experiment, and I actually stopped answering when they walked past me and briskly asked how I was. All I said back was hi, or gave a smile. And you know what? They didn't even notice I wasn't even answering the lame how are you that they threw out. They just kept walking. So I started trying to change my own habit and also encourage other leaders to do the same. I mean, if you're in a hurry, just say hi. Don't throw out a disingenuous, how are ya? If you do ask how they are, just stop for a second and acknowledge them and hear how they are. Trust me, they already know you're busy. They already know you only have a minute and you're on your way somewhere due to the fast pace that you are already walking. So they aren't going to take much time to answer, but they will deeply appreciate the acknowledgement. Remember, the goal is authenticity. So I want to challenge all of you to pay attention to your actions, body language, words, and how they impact others, maybe without you even realizing it. Everyone who knows me knows that I am a huge Oprah fan. So although it might seem predictable for me to share a quote from her with you, I have to. She speaks to me. So here you go. Something to ponder. Isn't that what everybody wants? I mean, in all of my talks and understandings over the years, doing thousands and thousands of shows, I came away with the understanding that the thread that runs through all of our human experience is that we all want to be validated. We all want to be seen. We all want to know 
that we matter. And the most you can ever do for somebody is to show up and allow them to know that they have been seen and heard by you. Oprah Winfrey, The Wisdom of Sundays. So think about that this week. How can you see people clearly? Are there people in your life that you rush past or are not present with? Maybe they're people on the fringes of your life, like a grocery store clerk, your postman, someone who helps you live your best life. Like my physical therapy team, they are the best. Try slowing down and looking people in the eye. Say thank you. Ask them how they are and mean it. It doesn't take that much time, but it means so much to the person on the receiving end. The most amazing thing happens when we acknowledge someone. They shine. Thank you so much for listening today and letting me share my heart and experience with you. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, or leave a review, or reach out to me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. Join me next time when we talk about the leadership and life principle of the imposter syndrome and how it takes us down and how we can beat it. I'm also getting close to having my first guest speaker on, and I cannot wait to tell you who it is. But until then, have courage, be kind, and give yourself and others grace.